Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to HealthWise 360 with Christy Cordingly. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to this episode of HealthWise 360, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. And I'm your show host, Christy Cordingly. And you'll be able to see this interview on In the Limelight TV, which is distributed on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and a hundred other smart TV apps. The audio version of this interview can be heard wherever you listen to your podcast. So today I'm really excited to be interviewing Dr. Terry Zachary, who's the author of Great Hands, Great Life, and is the inventor of the Handmaster Plus Hand exercise system. He is a sports chiropractor who took three years off of practice to chase his dream of playing professional golf. And Dr. Zachary sadly did not make the PGA tour, but instead became a hand exercise and grip expert after witnessing dozens of repetitive grip injuries in professional golfers. Uh, Dr. Zachary has since helped hundreds of thousands of people to exercise their hands properly and get a grip on grip. In therapy, sports, music, workplace, gaming, hobby, and smartphone users, his exercises have created strong and healthy fingers, uh, thumbs, hands, wrists, carpal tunnels, and elbows around the world. So welcome, Dr. Zachary. Well, thank you, Chrissy, for having me. I'm looking forward to speaking to you particularly. <laughs> Definitely. So the first question I want to ask is, you had a successful practice, and I'm I'm always fascinated by why people you know, because I think life is not linear. We do have multiple dreams, right? It's not always just one thing we can want more in life. And you, you risked your professional practice to chase a dream for several years. What was the, what was the drive behind that decision? Yeah, Chrissy, I, I'm, I agree with you. I don't think life is linear for, for everybody. Now, sometimes we, we ignore a voice that might want to get us to check something else out because it doesn't seem safe and all that. But that's exactly what it was with me. The practice, we had a great practice. I loved, loved being in practice. Uh, but I had a good college career. I was still playing competitively uh, on the side as well as with my practice. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like uh, I felt like it was just in, in, an intuitive thing. I, I really wanted to chase this dream. I felt I could do it. Uh, I was a hard worker, great learner. I loved it. And uh, and I thought I could do it. So I knew I could have a practice to fall back on. So I was really in a blessed position to really take a risk without really taking a risk while I was still young and could do it. So uh, I chased the dream and, and it's it's fascinating to me that no, I didn't make the PGA Tour, which uh, <laughs> you, you gave away that little nugget. But, you know, <laughs> it ends up being that when you chase your passions and you really get interested in the details of what you're doing, that it, it's just amazing how something comes up that leads you into a great service to others. Absolutely. I, I I sort of sometimes call that the law of indirect effect. Sometimes the rewards don't come from exactly where you're placing pressure, but there is a reason why we are prompted to do things. And that usually comes out in the end, which is pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have the benefits of being both a sports chiropractor and a professional golfer. So you were a professional golfer. Um, what were the benefits of that, of, of learning? What did you learn about yourself yeah, Chrissy, and about so people? It, it was it, it's interesting to have both of those aspects uh, when you talk about it because uh, I would, you know, I knew golf really well. I mean, uh, to get to the level of even playing in college and stuff, you see good college players. It takes a lot of a lot of study, a lot of effort, a lot of practice, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so I knew the game of golf very well. I knew a lot about it. 
And so did all the players I was playing with. Now I was always on mini tours, um, but good players through the mini tours before you see them on the PGA tour. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so they knew their equipment. Well, they knew the golf swing. Well, the, all of us knew that to get to that level. What was surprising to me is how little they'd know uh, they knew about what I call your main equipment, your yourself, your body. Yeah. And so when they found out I was a car, a sports chiropractor, I was approached. Oh, many, many times, very regularly from the golfers uh, that were on these mini tours with the lots of problems. And, and a lot of them were repetitive grip problems that I had dealt with already in practice. Uh, I'm Canadian, so I dealt with a lot of hockey players, a lot of professional hockey players mm-hmm. and amateur as well, uh, advanced amateur players, but also a lot of golfers. So I had seen this whole act before. Um, I didn't realize really how consistent I would see it on tour but I'd already developed the protocol which was four or five different exercises and I know with your background you would know most of what the exercises that they were were except those exercises were multiple items a little bit complicated you have to explain like the spreading of the fingers we'd have to change an elastic band around if we wanted to get all the finger spreading muscles and and I was really uh, acute about training the hands in practice Um, and I quickly realized that I would ask the players, you know, what do you do for hand exercise when they had problems? And they would usually say, I grip something, a spring loaded item or a Mm -hmm. coiled item or a ball or, you know, racquetball, tennis ball, what have you. When I asked them about what they do to open and spread their hand, it's as if I changed languages. (laughs) They would look at me and just go, what are you talking about? There's muscles on the other side of our hands. What? Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I, so I I had the benefit knowing both to be able to communicate with these people that trusted me and to say that you have, you know, to dumb it down a little bit, you have nine muscles that close the hand, you have nine muscles that open the hand and your approach right now is regularly gripping and then repetitively gripping more. It's, and I would, I would often tell them it's like having bad posture and and asking some and telling you to slouch more. It doesn't make any sense. So um, it was an advantage being both because I had access to the golfers. They trusted me, but I could clearly see the problem from day one when when I it wasn't something I had to really figure out what the problem was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would think <laughs> I always think of um, like in funny shows when people play video games so long, they get the claw, right? Like they're just like <laughs> yeah. that kind we of call thing. It, we call it a, we call it a Lego hand. Lego characters and they end up you see people that grip (laughs) a lot and call that a Lego hand but it is it is so prevalent in in athletes and musicians and etc anybody that grips you see it so much it's a it's a really uh common problem to see it is they can really easily get more hand injuries and that type of thing so so what were the downsides you said there were some downsides as well yeah Yeah, the downsides Chrissy would be uh you know I was trying to pursue a, a, a golf myself so when I would go to the practice tee or I'd be on the golf course you know people would be approaching me um and it wouldn't really bug me because I love helping people but I realized these solutions I'm not gonna have time to and also I would say that they don't have time to spend ex- time on four or five exercises a couple times a day um but th- the con of being a professional golfer and then also um, having people approaching me about health problems and and performance problems was that I wasn't getting into my own game. I I was distracted from my own practice and my own preparation for tournaments. Um, While at the same time, um, you know, realizing that there was a problem that had to be dealt with. So it was a, it was, it was a distraction 
as I found out in the long term, it was a distraction in a good way. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, as we started playing with the puzzle, and, and in, in fact, as you asked that question, Chrissy, even getting into how we developed this product, this product called Handmaster Plus, now it's kind of all over the place now. And, and uh, But back then, it was, you talked about it a little bit before, it's like this, uh, your path kind of winds around. And I had this, I had one particular player that developed a tennis elbow. He had a wife and uh, children at home, really depending on him. And he's at the stage of a mini tour. So he had developed a tennis elbow so debilitating, he couldn't even pick up a cup of coffee. And it really got me to acutely realize, okay, not only for my own selfish reasons, do I have to provide a, a more simple solution for these players or for these golfers, but also there's people there's lives depending on their on functioning properly Mm -hmm. and it was shortly after that that was like three o'clock in the morning middle of the night uh all of a sudden it's like you know if you put a flexible elastic cord through a central you know resistance ball that might take care of all the muscles and and the resistance would come from the middle of the hand which is proper resistance yes uh mechanically for the fingers and thumbs and it was like, I'm getting out of bed. I'm going to draw. I write this stuff down, draw it up so I don't forget. And, uh, you know, I started working on it from then afterwards. It came together quite easily. And I started with just literally hauling, hollowing out a ball and putting some uh, Fanny's fabrics, like elastic band, yeah. uh, tying it all together, making a loop for this particular uh, gentleman, this player. And pretty soon we got into these exercises and it was just like Shangri-La. It was easy for him to do it, I was realizing I'm not going to have to spend an hour to explain to these people how it works. They simply had to close their hand and open and spread, and and it worked. And he loved it, and he he did really well after that. And uh, he's back playing, and I've got an easy solution where I can say, "Hey, just do this instead of all the long explanations." So the con wasn't a con; it turned out to be pretty helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And can you show your device there? Because yeah. I think you have it with you. Because I know a I lot of people, when they think, have a medium when they think. One now. There's, so yeah, this was the only thing I intended to make, by the way, yeah. to begin with. I wanted to develop something for, and I knew the problem was in ho- in hockey players, but I knew it was in grip athletes in general. Yeah. So we developed a medium one. And very simply, uh, it, it ended up being, you know, it's not Fanny's fabric anymore, uh, elastic yeah. band. But you very simply, I mean, I can, I'll show it to you very simply. And the Americans are like, what's Fanny's fabrics? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know if they're, I hope they're around still. So who knows? Yeah. But so, yeah, you just, so now I would tell the players rather than four or five exercises that they won't remember, very unlikely to do consistently, they now just close against the ball. And whoops, I'm not showing that very well. And then they open and spread against the courts. So you close, open, and spread. And I know with your background, you'll be able to see that. Not only can somebody do this quite easily, but the but it's almost like healthy fast food. Yeah. They can do it quickly, but the mechanics are actually better. You can see the thumb and the finger going through full natural opening and spreading. Yeah. And uh, so we get the nine muscles that close and the nine muscles that open through a full natural range of motion. person would just go until they feel a comfortable fatigue. Literally takes 30 seconds to a minute, a couple mm-hmm. times a day. And, and you st- stimulate these strong, balanced... Uh, finger, thumb, hand, wrist, carpal tunnel, elbow. And the other thing about it is that we stimulate, because it's full range of motion, uh, we stimulate blood flow, maximum blood flow to the extremities and to the tissues and maximum lymph drainage uh, back away 
uh, so we can get rid of like waste products and toxins and whatnot. So it turned out to be just a, just that challenge turned out to just create a really complete item. And when I used to use, we used to show elastic bands and we would, it would drive me crazy, Chrissy, that I couldn't get the person. I believe in full range of motion exercise. And when an elastic band would open, it would, I couldn't get them to open fully because the elastic band fell off. Yeah. So as we developed this, I'm going, holy cow. Now you can also take that hand through its full natural range of motion. And that's really, really important. Uh, we've done EMG studies on hand muscles and you just, the output from the muscle is so much greater. Uh, the blood flow lymph drainage is so much greater and we accomplish everything and dumbing it down. So it, it's been really, really nice to work with and it's easy to work with. Mm -hmm. It looks really easy. It looks very ergonomically correct too. Yes. Um, I find it surprising though, that people don't I mean, especially athletes, right? Because we, I mean, they know sports, they know contraction and flexion, right? Yeah. They they know that if I work my biceps, I got to work my triceps, right? They understand that. So how come with the hands, it's such a, a different, is it just because they're small? Do we take them for granted because we use them so often? What yeah. do you think the yeah. problem is? I think is? it's an excellent question because it's, it's a question I've thought about a lot. Um, yeah. and, and we deal with it. I deal with it daily. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm shocked that, that people don't realize it. What I believe is that, you know, and then that's another thing going back when I came onto the scene with professional golf, um, I, these people, the, these were not unintelligent people in general. These are people that, you know, know the golf swing in and out, which is very difficult to understand. They mm -hmm. know their equipment in and out, which is very difficult to understand. This, this is like a, it's almost like a, a foreign area, this hand. And when you look into it, We've spent some time at uh, hand surgeon meetings um, and the hand surgeon would know these, these areas inside and out and they are complicated, like the paths of the origins and the insertions and what nerves are stimulating what and you know where the blood flow and venous drainage comes from. It is complicated. Mm -hmm. And if you even, we sat in on some surgeries where they were, uh, they were just doing uh, anatomy and opening up and it's really complicated. Like, if it's not your main uh, area of study, it's really complicated. So when we deal with like hand therapists and hand surgeons, this is what they do. And it's a full, that's their profession. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really complicated. And that's one of the things when we came in there, I always wondered why didn't somebody come in before me and see this problem <laughs> with these people? Because it's clear there's a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what my conclusion was, is you get into it and it's tricky. It's like, whoa, let's, I'm going to stay away from this. Uh, and then, and that's why we also talk about the importance of dumbing it down. And, and because of that exercise that I just showed you, mm -hmm. you take the hand master plus it's not, you are exercising the, those all 18 muscles through full natural range of motion, but you don't have to explain anything more to the person other than nine muscles close nine muscles open. If you understand that you'll never do hand exercise wrong again. Yes. You don't have to get into the intricacies about <laughs> these hand muscles. Once you look into them, it's even it's even intimidating to me. And I've been at it for you know 20 years. You almost need a physics degree, right? With all the pulleys and levers and things that happen. You do. In the hand. You yeah. do. And every time you look into something, you know, and you look into the function of one area, it it keeps you going. It's like another rabbit hole you go down. And it's very <laughs> intricate. I, I'm I'm pretty much addicted to it now, but if you look at it light and superficially it's gonna it's gonna repel you yes yes and definitely. i think that's why people look away from it and we 
it's interesting and even another story is through through working with this product and and uh we we work with we have access we work with jhs strings which is a a strings company in music because as we got going with this chrissy you just see that this isn't just in sports it's not just in golf not just in sports it's everywhere we talk about smartphones you talk about gamers like some of these really popular things now it it really um accelerates the problem of repetitive grip but we dealt with uh, a hall of fame band um that was that i was a huge fan of when i was a kid through ghs oh nice so when we meet them before the concert like it's unbelievable you're right in the back end there and i talked to one of my main guitar players where i've just been blown away by forever and uh, the manager introduced us and what what I do, and he he was blown away. He's like, oh, okay, well, I've got this arthritis problem in my wrist, and do you think it could possibly do anything with it? With that, he had no idea of this area. And you're talking about a guy that's played for probably 30 years, and so we talked him through these simple to what you and to you and me, what would seem like pretty simple hand muscles. This was like a year they'd never heard anything like this before. Mm-mm. So even advanced people in every place, it's the same thing. Why do people not have a concern about this area? It's an enormous area. Absolutely. Yeah, I I could see because I even used to work in heavy industry as a health and safety specialist. So like tools like mechanics and little tools and little pieces and and those type of thing. Like you see a lot of repetitive strain injuries in that area and a lot of, you know, finger and arthritis. And I even noticed my in my like own family, like your grandparents who are baking all the time and kneading yep. dough, the, the first thing that they get arthritis in is always their hands because they're only using it the one way, right? They're yep. not. And I, you know what, uh, Chrissy, let me speak to that in fact as well, because it's another thing that you see all the time is, so we get into different things as I've, and again, I, I didn't certainly mean to look into this this deeply to start. <laughs> But you start to look into all these different things and arthritis maybe particularly, but there's certain activities that are also going to be more dramatic than other activities. And you think about, I know you've got a background in ergonomics as well. So if I'm gripping something, for example, like uh, like a softball, it's more like the regular size of my hand or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that size, there is still the grip mechanics going on that we have to be concerned about. Um, you know, the muscles that close the hand contract, but they're supported by the muscles that open the hand. Like it's a co-contraction. Yeah. And we, you know, generally, as we've spoken, people do train the muscles that close, but they forget about these muscles that are supporting the closing. And that's when you get a lot of problems where you, you build static extensor muscles over the time. But what's, what's even more uh, challenging on the hands is when you get items that are not ergonomically similar to the hand. So you're talking now about your, you know, bakers, sewers, uh, crochet, and where do you see all the arthritis? And, you know, the generally, you know, I don't want to be just the classic lady that is <laughs> knitting all her life and gets arthritis <laughs> in her hands. Well, it's black and white. Your yeah. small range of motion. The other thing is we talk about, um, we generally always, this conversation steers into the carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. That the smaller, so you've got some of the small muscles like of the thumb and the pinky finger that do flexion and opposition and and will hold like an artist or a crochet needle or um dental hygienists a big deal really Mm -hmm. and you can see that carpal tunnel just shut down so we're training that carpal tunnel to be shut down and wondering why we're getting carpal tunnel syndrome 
And when I look at it and we say, hey, what about those nine muscles that open and spread, right? You get those muscles strong and pretty soon you see an, a wider carpal tunnel over yeah. the career of or the life of these people. So small items absolutely put a big red flag on smartphones. You know, everybody's got a smartphone nowadays and there's, you know, people in there texting. And if you turn it around, that you just look at that cleavage, it's right there. The carpal tunnel shut down. So we're looking right at it and wondering why we're doing this. So with this dependence on our hands and especially small items nowadays, you have to do something to offset that. It's just, it's just mechanics. It's not like the mechanics of nature are going to let you off. <laughs> if you well, this is the mechanics of nature. Yeah, exactly. If you understand how the body works, you just simply have to either quit your activity if you want to stay in balance, which is unrealistic to most people that, you know, love knitting or love painting or whatever, or you have to offset what you're doing. And in smartphones, very similar. You want to do this all your life and expect not to have thumb and, <laughs> and carpal tunnel problems. Yeah. Just keep your hands healthy. And, and one more thing, one more comment on that is that one of the, the, I think one of the things that surprised me the most with getting into the hand muscles and training them is there's, there's now probably a dozen studies showing about people with strong hands, like grip strength is directly correlated to life longevity. That might seem like a grandiose statement. It, and it doesn't surprise me when these studies are coming out and I'm going, what is going on? Because we would always get uh, people regularly would say, I started exercising my hands and my, yeah, my carpal tunnel feels better or my thumb or finger, whatever, elbow. But I'm, I'm feeling better in general. I'm sleeping better. And I know I don't want to go off on this because this is just an observation. Yeah. But there is studies that show strong hands correlate to to uh, um, longer life lo life longevity. And I can certainly supply with all the studies, but there there's lots of them. And what we see is that again, blood flow to the periphery, right, and lymph drainage away from the periphery, and especially with the hands, your your lymph ducts are up at you know not far from the upper extremity. We may be creating more efficient lymph ducts which which drain all the you know that drains your whole body that's head neck everything and so we do feel like these underrated little hands of ours you know <laughs> might be more important than we think and even if they're not why not have you know why not have healthy hands and you know be able to do the functions that you're doing with your hands better Mm -hmm, absolutely. And if you're in pain, I mean, you use your hands all the time. And if that's the source of your pain, that's really going to cloud a lot of your days. So when you do feel better there, you're probably going to be more active and, and more yeah. out in the world too. And, so and I, th I think Chrissy, like you say, that's what I always assumed when I got the cases where they said, you know, I'm actually feeling better too. Mm -hmm. I just assumed, well, you don't have a, you know, you're, you're, you don't have this pain that you're dealing with all the time. So that just probably helps. I'm sure that's a lot of it. Oh yeah. But, but, but it's just, curious, benefits, yeah. it's just curious to look at uh, parts of the body. Once we do get exercising, that it does actually improve our life, not just that particular body part, you know, this concept of uh, increasing our circulation and getting our body to be more efficient is, uh, is so important. And the hands are no exception. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So I know that you said there's a lot of golfers that ask for help and advice, but you also mentioned that you did learn something from golfers that there was something golfers knew about hand strength and grip. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, within the golf ranks, uh, there is, you'll see when it gets, you know, you, you're getting, I won't say to the elite, to the elite, but 
when you get, say, a golf teacher, for example, yeah. the stronger my hands are, just functionally now we're talking. And if I strengthen that whole, we talk about the chain of grip a little bit. These muscles close the hand, but those muscles support the, the flexor muscles and they all have to be strengthened in balance. There's actually a gripping exercise we do with our product that I can I can show your viewers as well. I, I can just lead them to that. But with, with golf itself, all golfers know that the stronger, all golf teachers, let's say, say if I'm teaching uh, 20 beginner golfers, I know that the stronger their hands are, the more they can actually lighten up their grip. Because you don't want to be taking it and gripping the golf club really super hard. You don't want to grip a guitar really super hard. But to be light with it and still have control, yes. it helps to have a base of strength and have to that mechanical chain proper. So if I'm teaching uh, 20 beginner golfers, I would love to see that they have as strong as hands as possible so they can get their hands on the grip and be really light, uh, you know, have a lighter grip and still control the club. So I got that a lot out of the golfers too, is, is as we started developing this, we still work with golfers to this day. And just the feedback is, oh, just to set the club is a lot easier. Uh, I feel like I have control of the club. With the elite players, then they're playing golf courses where if you hit it off the fairway, which these guys and girls, crazily enough, on female and male tours, don't miss fairways too much like mm -hmm. you and I. I Me now. I'm not that good anymore. <laughs> Always me. I was never a good golfer. <laughs> well, anybody out there that's, you know, mediocre to not, you know, to a not great golfer is going to be in the rough a lot. Well, these guys have rough that's this deep on some of their tournaments. And mm -hmm. to be able to have now call on strong hands to keep that club from turning in the deep rough, uh, the function of strong hands is never, ever on any way to look at it, a bad thing. Regular golf, I have strong hands. I can easily control the golf club without a lot of stress. That relaxes the rest of my body to, to turn. And then when they when called upon, you have strength for what when you need it. Perfect. And tell us a little bit about your book and what you what information you've placed in your book for those that yeah, might so want to pick I'll, it up. I'll show the viewers. So it's Great yeah. Hands, Great Life looks like that. And it even uh, has your, your tool on it, which is exciting. Yeah, it has. It shows the Handmaster Plus right there. And it goes, some of the book uh, talks about Handmaster Plus, just showing exercises for whatever the needs are. And again, there's only a few basic exercises that anybody that uses our product would need. Uh, the figure eight exercise, if you can just search Handmaster Plus figure eight exercise, it's the exercise we use with all of our kind of performance people, like if mm -hmm. you're in sports or music or even gamers and stuff, because it takes care of the hand, the nine muscles to close the hand, the nine muscles to open hand, but also the nine forearm muscles that position the forearm. And that's really, really important. It's almost a subject of its own to get into. Mm -hmm. but the book itself, Great Hands, Great Life goes through all the different sections, your fingers, your thumbs, your carpal tunnel, your elbow, what, where all these muscles go in general. There is one anatomy chapter that, you know, if you're not into it, you can snooze and go right through it. <laughs> but it generally lays out so you can see that the muscles that close the hand are generally on the front. Muscles that open the hand are generally on the back. And when we keep those in balance, it, and it, they just... Sorry, I'm skipping one part, Chrissy. As, as you know, the muscles of the hand attach all different places. Mm -hmm. People think, well, those muscles are just in the hand. No, no, no. They attach fingers, thumb, hand, wrist, carpal tunnel, forearm, elbow. So every time you are exercising your hands properly, you're stabilizing all of those uh, joints and structures. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we go through each of the joints and structures individually. And then some of the chapters speak to athletes. Some speak to musicians. Some speak to, um, there's a chapter on the blood flow and lymph drainage concept. So it's just a really all-encompassing read. And for people that once they hear things like this and they realize, man, these hands are really important to my performance and to my health, then it's a really good read. And you'll come out of there knowing probably as much as any therapist, basically, I won't, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> you'll have a real good feel for how important this area is and, and why we say it's so important to keep an eye on it. Absolutely. I've, I've had uh, a hand injury once I had a strain, uh, I sprained myself falling on ice because I live in Canada as well. So that's pretty common yep. around here. And yeah, when yep. you fall, you're like, <laughs> yep. you land on your hands and not having the use of your hands is really frustrating. So it's definitely something people should take care of and even just well-being. And so what advice would you have for people that sort of battle with, say, young people and their electronic devices? Is there something you'd recommend for either how much time to use it or how to use it or what to do instead of? Yeah, you're talking about smartphones yes, and gamers yes, and stuff like that. Yes. I'm a well, we've got three kids and we we kind of I wouldn't say we battle, but we 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 push the borders of how much they want to use the mm. gaming stuff and we want to. So that's kind of like a management thing. But <laughs> But I do think, um, you know, parents have to be aware that that these kids are slowly, they're developing imbalances as they're doing their gaming. And it's it's a part of their culture. You know, it's kind of hard to take their culture right away from them. Mm-hmm. And there's some real positive things in some of the gaming and some of the online stuff, educational stuff. I mean, we always talk about the negative, which is, I, I mean, you really have to watch that. But in general, that's one of the things that we want to be present on is that I'm a big believer as if, you know, if you, we, I'm a chiropractor. So we've talked about the spine for, you know, endlessly for all my life. And I, it's the center of your whole body. But if we don't talk about it, you know, people do things forward and they get in deflection. Well, we got to talk about them offsetting that and strengthening their muscles. It's the same thing. We just have to understand the mechanics. If I am doing this all day, you know, if I got a mouse or I'm, you know, I've got this or I've got a smartphone or I'm gaming you know, I, so we watch, we've watched kids for 15, well, 10, 15 years and the mechanics of gaming, we've tested the, the muscles and they're very similar mechanics to anything where you're gripping something. Mm-hmm. But again, small range of motion and often on computers, like there's computer gamers. If you watch some of the esports, they're basically on a keyboard going crazy. And then the palms down, and I don't want to get too complicated, but when your palm goes down, that even puts more pressure in your elbow. It does. Not only are you mechanically, you know, supporting your flexion and the and the finger extensor muscles are supporting that, but the finger extensor muscles have to hold and the wrist extensors have to hold against gravity. So anytime there's a mechanic, uh, this is why we dental hygienists is a classic example. Yeah. They're taking something now, small range of motion and mechanical. So there's some vibration and with not out with not with you know, long periods of time and palm down in general there's certain things that are just a nightmare, but anyways, getting back to your original question mm-hmm. about gaming itself, anything mechanical, <clears throat> excuse me, when we learn about the hands and how stressed that can be, whether it's the gaming or the, we just talked about the dental hygienists, they have to understand that there's either, there's only two ways to keep your hand muscles in balance and healthy. You quit repetitive gripping. And that means you quit being a dental hygienist or you quit being a gamer, <laughs> right? Or you quit being a golfer. Well, that's not going to happen. Put down the guitar. That's not going to happen. 
Um, or you do something to, you recognize the imbalance. You learn about this miraculous body that you're a part of. And you do something to offset that and actually prepare yourself for the activity that you're doing. Just like a professional football player or whatever, you pick mm-hmm. a sport. You know, if they walk out into the field and they haven't done anything to prepare for it, they're going to be probably some pretty deep trouble. Yes. The same thing. We just don't in our mind yet understand that gaming is a physical challenge. Dental hygienist is a physical challenge. Guitar is a physical challenge. It's a repetitive gripping physical challenge. And as we talk to more and more people about this, we can prepare them easily for their endeavor or their occupation or their gaming or whatever. Smartphones is a big deal. We're all carrying smartphones. You know, why not keep your hand muscles strong and in balance? Why not bring blood flow to your body and be healthy? There's just, we have to acknowledge we are creating imbalance, do something to offset it. And and Mm -hmm. we, we really work hard at getting the message out that we've got a pretty easy solution. <laughs> That's awesome. That's wonderful. Thank you. I'll make sure we'll make sure that everything, every way people can reach you and find your information, find your book, find your equipment. Uh, we'll make sure that that is in the show notes. So I hope lots That's of people awesome. reach out to you for help because I think this is really, really important. I totally agree. Even just using keyboards, one of my fa- one of my biggest pet peeves when I was in occupational safety was the keyboard, but they, just like you said, like they have their hands like straight, but their palms up and then they, they use those keyboard rests. So they're, so these muscles here that you're actually using while you're typing are not only, they're now being compressed and, you know, you're creating friction in there too, which is also like, cause you're less, you're resting it on the desk for a pad, which is no, that's for in between typing, but you take it off. Right. And people, people misuse equipment like that because we see it in the store, but we don't understand how to use it properly. Yeah, so. I agree. It, it actually creates a, a really funny le- lever that doesn't help the flexor muscles, depending on how you <laughs> do it. Actually, yeah, creates, it stretches it can, all the way up. You can hurt your shoulder doing that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's exactly yeah. true, and that's that's why you know this is an important area. People just kind of glaze over it, but it's so important to your health, <laughs> yes. and all the way to your neck and shoulders. Just I'm glad yes. you mentioned that. It's not hand muscles when you start to use them improperly. They're always based, you know, from to the elbow, then they're based to the shoulder next, then they're based to the neck next. So we just think, oh, it's just those little hands. Who cares? They're just, they just work. No, they've got to be in balance. And the rest of your body's got to be understood how to stay in balance or imbalances here inevitably have to come to your base as well. So it's a, that's a really good point. You should mm-hmm. understand that whole upper extremity for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is there anything, any last thoughts you'd like to share with the audience before we sign off for the day? You know, no, I, I, I think, uh, boy, I think you covered it. Those are actually <laughs> excellent questions. I, I kind of knew you. we'd get, we'd go through it pretty well with you. Uh, I think in general, just, just, to, um, I think learning to be in awe of your body a little mm-hmm. bit in awe of, of this, uh, how your how your body was created and then once you hear situations like you and I talk then get a little bit interested in it try to exercise it see what it feels like and and if it if you think this is all a bunch of hogwash okay throw it away whatever <laughs> but once you feel it and once you experience it i think it actually it's as simple as i close my hand and i open and spread my hand but it's also like wow this fitness i can do it and it feels good. And maybe it gets you even more active in other areas. Maybe mm-hmm. we start getting to the gym a little bit more, maybe. But but just initiating into the idea of fitness and simple things that you can do for a minute a day, a couple minutes a day, 
and just add that into your routine and see what it does to your lifestyle and see when you understand your body and you work with it, uh, how your life can change. I, I, I think when people do that, they'll just go like, geez, I'm, I'm glad I made this decision type of thing. And, and uh, we should look at our body and really try to prepare our body. Cause if we, you know, once the health goes and once your performance goes, it can be a, you know, a pretty slippery slope. So it just keep, keep healthy and respect being in awe of this design that you're part of and then work with it. Absolutely. That's excellent. This is an excellent uh, information. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. Terry. No, Chrissy, good to meet you. I was looking forward to this talk and uh, keep up the good work yourself. It's pretty, it's awesome what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of HealthWise 360 here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to tell your friends.